for the week of March 21st, 2022. This is Obi-Wan TV Talk from Star Wars TV Talk, where we dive deep into the highly anticipated Disney Plus series. With the release of the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer last week, Dave and I thought it would be a great time to talk about our theories regarding the series Obi-Wan Kenobi. Dave, what is your favorite theory so far? And is it one of your own or one that you've seen? Well, to be quite honest, um, I have not seen any theories. Uh, I stay pretty sheltered on the internet and uh with it with it let's see this is the 21st of march week so i've only just been back to work myself for a month and i work straight days so i don't have time during the day to get bombarded because my phone's turned off and all that good stuff so i actually haven't seen any theories nor have i really had time to theorize myself so this is going to be an interesting theory episode i'm gonna have to make them up as i think (laughs) So this is really amazing for me because there was so much in the trailer that shocked me. Um, And, you know, there's that argument, like, could they have hidden the Grand Inquisitor? Uh, And should they have kept him secret until we see the series? Like, I don't really necessarily care about that. I think what is happening with the Grand Inquisitor is a little bit deeper. So I'll kind of get into my theories on that here in a moment. But I want to start with the quote that we all got from Obi-Wan. He's talking to someone um, where he says, the fight is done, we've lost. Now, who is he talking to? What are, you, what are your thoughts on this um, part of it? Who is he talking to? Why is he talking to them? What's going on with Obi-Wan with that quote? Well, as I sit here and think about it, there's there is one theory that does pop in my head and i don't know if they'd be able to pull it off but uh might it be it because we know we don't need the actual the full actor but might it be he's talking to qui-gon's force ghost because we know from the end of the Clone Wars, where Yoda learned how to uh, manifest himself in the force we know that obi-wan was told that Qui-Gon's acquired this ability, at least in part. We've seen it happen throughout the Clone Wars and other uh, Disney properties. I believe Rebels had a little bit to do with that, just the the little shimmery thing when Ezra is going through his trials at the Jedi Temple on on his homeworld. And could it be Qui-Gon he's talking to, getting some, trying to get some advice or saying, this is what's happening, I don't know what to do kind of of thing. It's, it's, It's a really interesting short quote that they've given us, but there could be a lot more to that conversation that we're not seeing. And that's where I'm thinking we're going something like that. And we know that this training is what Yoda was talking about. It could be Yoda. Maybe we get like a Yoda cameo because Yoda says at the end of revenge of the Sith, he basically tells Obi-Wan like, Hey, once you get settled down, I got some more training for you there uh, because someone has reached out to me We've seen Qui-Gon reach out to Yoda, um, or was it, I can't remember because it, it was so long ago in the Clone Wars, but basically we see Ghost Qui-Gon pop up. And I think if they can get Liam Neeson 
to be Ghost Qui-Gon in the Clone Wars, we are definitely getting Liam Neeson to be Ghost Qui-Gon here in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I am 100% confident. Like, I can't be like, it's going to happen. But I'm as confident as I could be that he is talking. He's either talking to Owen or he's talking to uh, Qui-Gon. And I think he's talking to the ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn. Because what was Qui-Gon Jinn's purpose in episode one? It was to find the chosen one train the chosen one and make sure that the chosen one doesn't get uh manipulated by the dark side of the force like that's what he was doing that's why the theme that you hear in episode one and throughout this Ob- uh, this obi-wan trailer is the duel of the fates the duel of the fates is quite literally meaning that that duel between maul and qui-gon is mm-hmm. the fate of anakin like what would have happened to anakin skywalker if qui-gon lives like that's kind of where my mind went with the whole thing yeah, and there's been lots of theorizing, theorizing uh, on that particular uh, subject about what happens if o- Anakin had been been trained by Qui Gon, if Qui Gon had managed to win the battle uh, between him and Darth Maul in Episode One. And there, if you want to want to look those things up, there, there's all kinds of them. I've watched a few. Um, it would have been a different story for sure because. There's just there's just no way. This it's just the type of Jedi that Qui Gon was would have given us a different Anakin Skywalker, which yeah. probably would have you know kept everything on the straight and narrow, and the the story wouldn't have flowed the way it was way it did. But yeah, uh, and I'm undoubtedly confident that we have uh, if Qui Gon lives, um, he's not on the council. He basically was like removed from the council because he questioned the council too much. He basically questioned the way of the Jedi. Um, it's a really beautiful parallel uh, that is between Qui-Gon and Ahsoka. They're very mm-hmm. similar. They have the same questions, um, and they just kind of responded to them differently. Ahsoka decided, I'm just going to leave the Jedi, and Qui-Gon was basically of the mindset of, I'm going to help do what I can to make sure that the Jedi stay on that path. So if he wins, there's no way in hell that Anakin is on the council. He doesn't serve on the council, and that means he doesn't get manipulated by Palpatine, which means that he doesn't get man- and I think he can still fall in love with Padme because we see yep. that there uh, that Qui Gon is a very kind of leaning gray uh, Jedi. He's not fully a gray Jedi, and we don't even know what that looks like in canon, so to speak. But he's kind of leaning w- in that lore where it's like, yeah, we should love, we should do this, we you know whatever, and yeah. So maybe he still falls in love with Padme. Maybe he they still get pregnant. Uh, but it's very different when Qui-Gon is the one manning the ship because Obi-Wan is, he's kind of like the, he's kind of thrown into this. Like he knows that he has to train Anakin because, oh, I guess Qui-Gon tells him, hey, you have to do it. Basically, don't let anyone else do it. I only trust you. And then still Obi-Wan, you know, uh, that is kind of like the great tragedy. Obi-Wan is still... uh, part of the contributing factor that leads to Anakin being pushed away mm-hmm. because he's not quite enough like Qui-Gon. So it's just really interesting. But I think that's who he's talking to. Um, and I think that this series is very much going to be about Obi-Wan struggling to leave the Jedi way behind because we get the Grand Inquisitor's quote that the Jedi can't help who they are. The Jedi code is like an itch. 
Um, and that's when he's talking about how easy it is to hunt them. You just got to be mm-hmm. patient, patient for them to make a mistake. And I think that's what's going to happen with Obi-Wan. I think he's going to be thrust in a situation. It kind of looks like he's, he's like doing manual labor, right? Like that, am I just reading that wrong where he's kind of on that, uh, that little transport that's taking him through the desert? Like, I feel like that's picking people up or taking them to the work site. It may be, um, I'm I'm not sure what to make of that particular part of the trailer myself. Um, he could be it could just be it's just a regular old desert transport. That he might be moving between say Moss Eisley and another another city. I, I don't know, um, but we do get him moving around quite a bit in the trailer. Like we we see him you know to keeping an eye on Luke. We see him. I'm not sure, but I think in the in the one scene where we see him moving through the crowd. Uh, in the trailer a little bit there, he might be actually keeping an eye on one of the inquisitor that might happen to be on Tatooine at that point. Mm-hmm. So is there a chance that we get other Jedi, um, in this project? Cause this is one where we see, and this is kind of leads into the other theory of mine. We see that this does not all take place on Tatooine. There are scenes no. of this, uh, film or of this, uh, series from the trailer that show these Inquisitors on different planets. Now, the question is Obi-Wan on there. I'm leaning towards he doesn't actually leave Tatooine. I don't think we see Obi-Wan leave Tatooine. I think he stays on Tatooine. Um, But I do think that we get a background, kind of like we we might get a full episode. It might be clips and parts of every episode, but we're going to see the Inquisitors hunting down these other Jedi, because what we do know is that the Inquisitors typically are, uh, for the most part, uh, minus a couple of um, scenes from Rebels, they kind of hunt solo. Like they're kind of like uh, solo hunters. They feel they feel the disturbance and they show up and they and they eliminate the threat. Now, if the threat proves to be a little bit more difficult, then they'll call in backup. But none of them want to call in backup. They all want to do it on their own because they don't want to fail. And there are enough Jedi there. So I think they're all hunting different Jedi. I agree. Especially because of where we are sitting in the timeline here. Um, We know the Grand Inquisitor's alive. We know the Fifth Brother's running around out there because he's one of the people we see taken off to go do something from that meeting with the uh, Grand Inquisitor. Um, We're right early season one rebels in the timeline. So it's very possible we could see some live action on Lothal. Yes. And I think that that's exactly what we saw because did you see, there's kind of an explosion in one of the scenes where these birds kind of fly Mm -hmm. out everywhere. And these are birds that we've seen on Lothal. They're on other planets in star Wars too, but we've seen these on Lothal. So yeah, you're absolutely right. This is, you know, around that time where we get season one, maybe slightly before um, season one of Rebels. Uh, it might be a few years before, but we know that Luke is in his, you know, pre-teens, maybe, you know, maybe a teenager, a young teenager, but whenever we saw him, you know, kind of pretending like he's a, a pod racer on his little igloo, um, He's an older child. He's not just a little baby or a toddler. So this is well into Obi-Wan being settled in Tatooine for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Luke 
it's looking like he's anywhere between 10 and 12 is my guess on that just based based on my own uh, eight-year-old son um but uh yeah it's, it's he's been there for for quite a while now because if he's say around 10 at the youngest that means it's at least a decade in uh showtime since the events of uh the end of uh, episode three when uh, Luke was Luke and Leia were born. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the other thing about the inquisitors is we see that they're kind of meeting, um, they're powwowing, they're figuring out what their targets are. Uh, and we see the kind of this underwater base. We've seen this before. If you played uh, Jedi, the um, fallen order on, you know, Xbox or PlayStation, but that game, you see this base, it's an underwater base where these inquisitors are kind of, it's one of their, um, rendezvous points where they kind of meet up and, and get everything. Vader has also been there before. So, and we know Vader's coming back into this, but we get this, maybe this is the distribution of assignments, but we see all these inquisitors kind of going on different planets, um, fighting different people. Uh, I also like kind of like the shadow tease. I'm sure it's like it's a nod to Han Solo. I don't think it's going to be Han Solo, but you kind of get this shadow with a blaster that looks like Han Solo when he's uh, when this character is facing the yet to be named Inquisitor that we have mm -hmm. not seen yet. That will be, in my theory, the primary one that is hunting down Obi-Wan. I think she will be the one that we see as a main antagonist in this. I think we'll see the Grand Inquisitor. If, if the story's rich enough, we don't even need to see the Grand Inquisitor come into conflict with Obi-Wan. And so it might just be kind of provide us background, get us caught up on the Inquisitors, what they're doing, where they are in the galaxy. And then eventually that all coming back to uh, the table and basically saying, hey, uh, this Jedi I'm dealing with is actually Obi-Wan. If that comes to public. We may, like, I know a lot of people think that Vader and... Obi-Wan will have a conflict again. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that we'll see them in combat in this series? I don't think so. And it's just because and we because we know Hayden Christensen is the one who is going to be playing Vader here. Mm -hmm. Um I'm partial to the theory of uh flashbacks with uh with Hayden back to uh, his pre the the suit days that we we know like we might be seeing some Vader action that we didn't see in um, the end of uh, the clone uh, the not the Clone Wars <laughs> at the end of uh, Episode Three where we, we know he goes in and he slaughters the younglings we we know he he goes and slaughters the separatists leadership. And, and we know that does take take place fairly quickly, but we might be seeing things that are happening in between those events. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think so too. I think we'll see because uh, we know that uh, Ian McGregor is very um, he's very happy that he's been reunited with Hayden. So there's at least some aspects that they're filming together. Yeah. But I think the filming that they'll be in together will be um, these flashbacks because the other thing, like if, cause it, it provides a major, um, you know, a plot criticism. If let's say Vader gets wind that Obi-Wan is on Tatooine. And if my theory is correct, that we won't see him leave Tatooine, 
then that means that Vader will have come to Tatooine to hunt specifically Obi-Wan. Well, if he was there, he would be powerful enough to sense Luke, in theory, or at least be like, why is Obi-Wan on Tatooine? And it, it just opens up a lot. Why would he leave mm -hmm. Tatooine um, without confirming that Obi-Wan has been killed? All those, type of, all those type of things. So maybe Obi-Wan leaves and is doing some planet hopping and taking some extra jobs, but I think he's primarily going to stay on Tatooine. I don't think he goes anywhere, because we know that Owen comes face-to-face -face with this Inquisitor, too. We saw that in the trailer, so... Yeah. Uh, and Owen is very much aware of Obi-Wan and Anakin and that whole uh, scenario. But <clears throat> the other thing is that kind of leads me into the theory that they're hunting others. It's the Grand Inquisitor who we see challenge people and ask, where is he? And it doesn't look like mm -hmm. he's on Tatooine. This looks like a completely unrelated planet. So are they going to like connect the Ahsoka series that's kind of, uh, is is he already on his path of trying to find uh, Kanan and Ezra, like, are we going to get hints there? Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Like, uh, it's that's how it seems to be playing, uh, and and of course we are just going off what a minute and a half trailer here, so uh, anything we can think of is very liquid. But uh, yeah, I, I like that idea that we're going to get some connection here between what's going on maybe with Ahsoka, because we already know that older Ahsoka from Rebels has been dealing with Inquisitors and we're in that time frame again. So we might be seeing some Rosario Dawson yep. coming in as Ahsoka for this series. We may even see some live action uh, at the very least, I would think uh, Kane and Jarrus because yes, that would be fascinating to see a live action. Cause that's one that like, you could assume we could like anything's possible now after watching Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Like anything's possible for these characters to pop up, but that's one where no one has really talked about because when we're talking about the Ahsoka series, it seems like she's tracking down Ezra, and we're kind of already confirmed in what our fate is of Kanan. Like even though we don't, you don't physically see a body, but it's pretty obvious that he that he perishes. Spoilers for Rebels, but uh, you know this is something that. What if they do tease that and we do get a, a Kanan live action? That's interesting. Yeah, it is. And it, and it would be early, early, like probably pre his role where we see him getting ready to do the opening theft in uh, the Rebel series where he and Ezra meet up for the first time. If we do see it, that's what I'm thinking is it's going to be a pre-Rebels Kanan Jarrus who may not be as in control of his powers as he is by the time we see him in rebels, because as we know from the bad batch, he was the Padawan that escaped that the bad batch let go. Yep. So he, his Jedi training as he maintained throughout the entirety of rebels was never complete. And at this time he's going to be older for sure. Cause it's, we're looking at probably another, I said 10 years for Luke. So we're probably looking at another, few years older for Kanan. So he'd be say 19, maybe at this point, give or take. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, cause he would have been really young, really when you think about it. And even as a young, a really young man in, uh, in rebels. So yeah, I mean, I'm thinking that's what we're going to see. Like early Kanan Jarrus before the events of rebels, if that's what we get. Yeah. And it it's just there's so much that they can go with. They've obviously mm -hmm. purposefully 
open this can um, to show us how vast this is going to be and where they can go if they're willing to go. I won't even get into the details of the appearance of uh, of the Grand Inquisitor. I don't really care. A bunch of people are mad about it. At the end of the day, we're getting a live action portrayal of the Grand Inquisitor, which I didn't even think we were going to see. Like, I didn't even think that there was uh, that that would have been worth Disney's time to explore because we've seen so much of this character and they're great. It's great stories. So the fact that we're getting more is just kind of cherry on top of it all. But mm. this also leads me into my uh, theory on how Vader is going to be involved. So we know that. The Grand Inquisitor, when he dies, we get this really interesting thing. Kanan is kind of reaching out his hand. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm willing to save you. And the Grand Inquisitor looks at him and does that creepy little smile and says, there are things worse than death and just lets go and perishes in flames. Like, this is obviously talking about Darth Vader, that he, if he goes back or if he found out that he has failed... He's done so. He he uh, is well aware of what Vader is doing. So this leads me into we're going to get a little bit of background as to why this Grand Inquisitor is so fearful of Vader. Like we know why he should be fearful of Vader, but I think we're going to see it now. I think we're going to see Vader interact with these Grand Inquisitors and it's going to be pretty dope. Oh, no, I agree. It's the only other time we've seen Vader and the Inquisitors um, at the same place. They never interacted. It was at the Sith Temple just before uh, Ahsoka disappeared from the, the Rebels timeline for a little while. And uh, they, they were all there at the same time, but Vader was fighting Ezra and Ahsoka and Kanan. And these Inquisitors were already defeated by that point. Yes. So, and we do, we do see in Fallen Order, there's kind of... A scene with an Inquisitor that is being pulled back to the light. And she just senses Vader. You don't hear Vader. You don't see Vader. She just senses him and pleads with everyone to run. And then Vader jumps down and, you know, murks her. But you like it is such a great scene of this Inquisitor who the game built up how sinister this inquisitor is how dangerous this inquisitor is and how powerful they are to then be struck by utter fear like just overwhelmed with fear and not like hey help me fight this guy but simply get the heck out of here like there's not even a point to fight him just get out of here run and so i think we're going to see a lot of kind of that stuff going on um crazy things happening with the Obi-Wan series, things that I was not aware was going to happen with it in terms of how much of the oh, yeah. Inquisitors we we're going to get. Like, I figured we would get one, but we're getting three, probably more, um, and it's going to be pretty awesome. So other than that, what is your biggest takeaway from the trailer? What are you most excited for, and what is your favorite theory so far now? Still got to be Qui-Gon coming back as, as a ghost. That's still got to be my favorite because, in my opinion, he's the character of the prequel trilogy that got the, the short end of the stick. We could we could have used a little bit more Qui-Gon before he died, I think. But 
in order to tell the story they wanted to tell, he had to die in that movie. So it would be really good to see Liam Neeson come back as Ghost Qui-Gon and maybe just like, like, like I said, just hear his voice, have him talking to Obi-Wan or something, but let's get a little bit more Qui-Gon there. That's still gotta be my favorite theory. Oh yeah. I think we're going to see him. I think it's going to be, we're going to see Ghost Qui-Gon there. I think we're going to see a lot of him to be honest, because Obi-Wan does something that not a lot of Jedi can do when they can become one with the force at their moment of death. Mm -hmm. um, that's not a task that we've seen other than, you know, we saw it with Yoda. We saw it with uh, Obi-Wan. We saw it with Luke and we saw it with Kylo and that's it. Everyone else that died that was a Jedi, unless I'm getting it completely wrong, we don't actually see them become one with the force at their moment of death. We kind of see their ghosts later on, but in terms of like their bodies just disappearing at their moment of death, we've only seen that, um, you know, four times. So, yeah, really interesting stuff. I'm thinking next week we can dive into some Obi Wan essentials so you can keep up with our show on Twitter at Star Wars TV Talk and by emailing us at Star Wars TV Talk uh, at hello at Star Wars TV Talk.com. And you can find the rest of our shows online at StarWarsTVTalk.com and by searching for Star Wars TV Talk wherever you get your podcasts. You can find more TV Talk podcasts at TVTalk.fm. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you always.